This episode is brought to you by Maison Objet, the premier design exhibition from the 8th to the 12th of September in Paris, France. If there is one event no one in the decoration and design world wants to miss, it's Maison Objet in Paris. This September, the entire lifestyle sector, brands, designers, artisans, interior designers, experts, and of course you, can join Maison Objet to make connections and seal new deals. Immerse yourself in a vibrant melting pot of the latest trends and surround yourself with exciting new finds. From decorative pieces, designer furniture, accessories, textiles, fragrances and tableware stretching as far as the eye can see, welcome to your home from home. Welcome to Maison Objet. Welcome to Designing Happiness, Secrets from the Queen of Construction, the podcast to empower and educate homeowners on how to best deliver your extension or refurbishment to make sure the end result is perfect for your lifestyle, personality and taste. This week, we are talking about the process of developing your home's style. Intros first, I am Abigail Hall, a building design expert with the nickname the Queen of Construction. For the last decade and a half, I've been working with private homeowners and super prime developers, advising them how to best deliver very high end and complex new builds, extensions and historic renovations. Admittedly, these often had some pretty hefty budgets, but I have undertaken a fair number of my own renovation projects with much smaller and restricted budgets. Over time, I've learned how to use design to enhance genuine happiness in your home. And I want to share with you my knowledge, contacts, and a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. So if you're a homeowner and you want to hear from people who share your vision for a happy home, who will educate you on how to create an environment that is suited to how you want to live and empower you to be bolder with your choices and feel informed rather than persuaded, well, Designing Happiness is the podcast for you. Each month, we talk to a different expert about their product or service so we can learn the technical jargon, the easy mistakes to avoid and how to get the project we want on time and in budget. This week, we have Safia Sheikh from Urban Retreat Interiors. Now, in the Venn diagram of life, love and the universe, Safia and I have a weirdly wonderful number of crossovers. We both undertook training at KLC, although I've got, to conf- I've got to confess, Safia managed to stay the course, whereas I did not. We live in the same manor in West London, and we have the same value system when it comes to the ultimate functionality and form of an individual's home. To quote something, that a fabulous message Safia put on her social media recently, you have permission to be imperfectly perfect. You have permission to have a relationship with your home, to show your personality. You have permission to show the multifaceted nature of you in your home. Give yourself this permission today. You deserve to relax in and with your home. Oh, I just love that. So we are talking to an interior designer who is actually going to listen to you, what you want and what you need. Even more than this, she's developed a space for people who are on their design journey where you can develop your aesthetic and learn the industry, making sure that you are central to the process rather than it being done to you. Simply put, I wish every interior designer in my professional team 
was set up and considered a Safia. So Safia, welcome to the Designing Happiness podcast. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. No pressure. <laughs> Not at all. No pressure. Right, so the thing is, after that build-up, frankly, I'm going to have to uh, get some background on you. Oh, God. We're going straight into it, darling. Let's go for it. We're going to go for it. Um, So let's start off with something fabulous. Share with me the main problem that your product and your service solves. Ooh. Well, interior design, and when people hear that word, they always feel, where do I start? What do I do? Am I creative enough? Am I good enough? Is this the right thing? Is this the right colour? I'm colour blind. Help me, help me. I don't know if I should ask for help because if I ask for help, this might be what all these things start to come. The money, the time, the space. Oh, gosh, people realise I'm not really creative. Or It's know. so easy to get just massively overwhelmed, yeah. isn't it? That's the word yeah. in a nutshell, yes. So the main thing I can offer is the trust and, the, and to avoid that limited belief kind of thing. Um, a kind of a ball, a soundboard where they can say anything they want, tell me anything they like, whatever they like, give them a space to trust themselves. Oh, I love that. Um, trust is such a powerful word. It is. It totally is. And I think it's more than just a word to me. It's really deeply rooted. I think we look so externally for things. And, and I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, unfortunately, and I try to say that it's more for work than it is for pleasure, but um, I must admit, hands up. And I and you can get into this real kind of mindful of, oh, what's right, what's wrong. And even as an interior designer, I yeah. find that. So um, <clears throat> I think you said it. You said this 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 limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. The limiting belief of are you enough? Can you engage? Is this going to be done to you rather than you being part of the process? Yes. Um, what's what's right? Because you go online. And there's just conflicting advice, conflicting information. Mm-hmm. It's massively overwhelming. Someone telling is telling you it's really simple. Another person's telling you it's really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And you're there just to cut through all of that. Yeah, all that crap. <laughs> cut through the crap. <laughs> cut through the crap. That was a tagline for your business. There we go. Right, and I tell you what, mm-hmm. talking about cutting through the crap, we're straight into it. No messing about. Not with you. Share with me an epic fail that you've had and we're very honest here on designing yeah. happiness i never pretend to hold back i've already admitted that i didn't even manage to stay the course with no, my design very qualifications proud of you. very hats off to you if i had one on <laughs> no i dropped out you're the one who succeeded I know, but hats off to you to, you know that's the thing really being you're in a space that you can say everything oh, i mean that's fantastic that's to be it. honest and authentic yeah and that's what it's all about i think we all have this cover in this show but in answer to your question, um, it's actually a personal one. It was mm. a personal project. And and time and time again, I, I kind of go into that, ah, I know this, go into it. And it's like most people about their homes because it's their personal space. And they yeah, I can do that. Someone's painted it on Instagram. I can easily do that. Um, but this is what happened. I didn't do, I, was, I didn't plan correctly. Yep. I just went in it without, you know, oh yeah, the builder. Yeah, I'll trust him a bit more than I could should yep. have done. But it's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm into design. I know what I'm doing. But there's things like silly things like cisterns, wrong size. They don't go back once you've opened the box. And, yeah. and they can end up being very expensive. You get the wrong tiles. They're 
too thick or they're too because you just trust the builder or you trust somebody and it's trusting other people and not myself Mm. and thinking no I do need a plan I do know that these are the alarm bells I tell people not to do so those are the main things and that's even a recent bathroom project which is not I don't I enjoy bathrooms but not all the technical bits so I come to you I think next yeah time. you need a technical expert for that we've got plenty of those knocking around people really love that kind of stuff and get, get your geek on about your first I'm all for creativity yeah. but hey but that's <laughs> fascinating and what I love about that is what you just said is first of all you're a human and you make mistakes Mm -hmm. and actually sometimes in our own home projects as professionals we don't want to be the boss Mm -hmm. sometimes we do want to go actually I'm I'm not at work today I'm in my home so maybe I will be slightly more relaxed but if nothing else you've learned why it's imperative that every detail needs to be specified every detail needs to be Mm -hmm. considered and I know that is what you're bringing to your clients Mm -hmm. I know that as well as creating this environment where they can tell you what they want and how they want to live you've got that knowledge and you know the consequence of if it's not thought about as you say Mm. once that product is ordered and the box has been opened Mm. staying in your house exactly (laughs) whether it's the right size or capacity or specification Mm -hmm. or Mm colour or whatever it might be or not yes and they can be very expensive mistakes to make gosh yes yes Um, definitely thank you for sharing that you know a lot of people it is it is intimidating to be honest Mm -hmm. because there is an idea of oh no we have to pretend that we're perfect all the time all of this knowledge and experience is learned. None of us were born with this. Yes. At some point, we had to learn. And I'm I'm happy to share that. Yes. Because the best thing to do is learn from someone else's mistakes so you don't make your own, right? Yeah. So I love that. Let's not keep making them again. Exactly. <laughs> now, this is quite a detailed question, but I know because you, you follow a very strong process mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to articulate this. If I'm thinking about renovating or extending my home and I want to engage an interior designer, particularly someone who's going to support me to deliver what is my own personality and taste, what are the three most important aspects that I need to consider? Um, really, it's, I, I mean, the biggest thing for me in my field of interior design, because it has, it has developed from the mind, the mind, not just the mindset, the wellness, wellness mm. interiors and things, is the mindset and having the right mindset before you go into a project. Sometimes, because I find it kind of within, say, halfway through the project, you realise all these things that you haven't thought about, like um, behind the scenes as such, the inner kind of dialogue that's going on, mm. they all start to come to surface. Oh, this is fascinating. It's quite an emotional so I I'm not entirely sure if you're an interior designer or a therapist. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call me both. I think it's all the wellness training that I've kind yes. of had and the work I've done on myself. Yeah. And yeah, it does, it does start boiling up in this because people are in your home, let's yes. face it. And just having a DIY man just can sometimes really bring up these kind of emotions, get him out yeah. here, he's in my space. And it happened a lot during lockdown, mm. um, in particular as we're all at home. I mean, um, so I find if we can get kind of go inner then outer of what we want and so come in and say right why am I doing this yes okay maybe you need to be fresh you want to feel good you want to do like you buy a new dress but it's that kind of still that same vibe you don't have to go into too much detail Mm. but I say that's one of the kind of a a key starting point and that's where I love providing this space let's do a little brainstorm together let's chat about it what is it that you want from this room 
And sometimes you might not even want to do it. You think, wow, I didn't even realise I actually loved this place. This is this story is resonating with me so much. I think the first client I ever, ever, ever had was someone who was recently divorced. Mm. She, I think her divorce came through on the first anniversary of her wedding. They went on their honeymoon and decided mm. to get divorced. Mm. And this was a phenomenal lady mm. who engaged me and I was as green as can be. I hadn't got a clue. Oh, Truth be told what I was talking We're about. It was a <laughs> long time ago. I'm kind of stretching my eyes to get rid of the wrinkles to demonstrate what I maybe looked like it's when I did one, this work. By the way, everybody. <laughs> get your eyesight tested, that's really um, And she, and I thought, mm-hmm. I completely neglected to do exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And all I did was listen to what she said she wanted mm. and delivered it. Mm. And she got it. And then she went, mm, but actually maybe what I want. And I redid that property three times for her. Credit to her, I got paid every single time. Right. But at okay. no point did I stop and say, mm. we're not solving the real issue here. Exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That going inside, mm-hmm. the reality was, this was an individual who was in a massive state of flux. She didn't know who she was or what she was doing. And she was probably looking to control her inner imbalance in the external perspective of redoing her flat. Now, and actually the better professional Mm -hmm. would have been to sit with her and say, now's not the best time to do this. Mm -hmm. Ah, we'll do something fun if you want to, (laughs) some paint or a bit of wallpaper, something a bit jazzy, whatever. Mm -hmm. But let's not do anything big until you know who you are. So that, oh my God, I cannot, I resonate with that story, that message that you're doing so strongly to go in before you go out. And you know, no one on this podcast has spoken about that. We always talk about this idea that you know exactly what you want, Mm -hmm. exactly why you want it. And all you're doing is looking to deliver it. Nice. So you're doing this prep work. Yes. And so. tell me a bit more about the space. I, I know that I've said the three things and I'm kind of talking over you. Apologies. But this idea of the space uh-huh. that, to, to make people do this, because, yes, you've said you can have a coffee and a chat. Mm-hmm. But I imagine this process could take a, a, a little bit more time. Do you offer any kind of dedicated service around this? I think you do a, a, a treat, a retreat of some kind. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a really exciting part of my business that having been with you, been with lots of people and, and, and finding this, you know, you, you evolve, don't you, in your business. You mm. can't stay the same. But this was a real need that women, but in, I'm doing in particular, but men can come along if they want, but I'm trying to, if this place for women um, to come out to a country that I love so so much mm. a city I love so much and I've been countless times it's, it's in Marrakesh mm. and to just come it's I mean it could be anywhere but this place for me and for so many people that I've taken over the years but this is I've done it properly now um it's coming up which we off it's a space that I find it's so magical it's so freeing we're away from our normal you know, the day to day, the, the, the washing and yes. the cleaning and the... I mean, how can you be creative? I mean, yeah. as much as you want and you slot, say, I'm going to slot two hours of creative time. Yeah. Okay, it's very regimented. I'm really going to do yeah. this, right? I mean, it's not about maybe buying a piece of a, a, a Marrakeshi rug or anything like that. It's about giving yourself space. It's giving you that space and time. Being in a be- beautiful Riyadh where amazing designers have been and created it's like that french moroccan and it's international now all these oh beautiful it really is and i mean over and over again if you go through the condé nast yes uh, 
best places to travel, seven star luxury, mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt, over and over again, you are seeing exactly yeah. what you're describing, mm-hmm. the architecture, the location, the materials. Mm-hmm. And you're taking people to that space. And these are like-minded individuals yes. who are looking to develop their their sense of what design means to them. Is that right? Absolutely. Their version of creativity. Fantastic. You know, it's we, we assume that it has to be that one that's in... In, in fashion, I think we've realised now that we don't have to follow this, oh, the colours this season are this. Yeah. I think we've realised. A bit like fashion. I, th- I feel like, I feel very yes. grateful to live in the current period because actually you can basically can wear whatever you want, right? Absolutely. We're not as militant to style in terms of clothing. I mm. think we're beginning to learn that with the way that we design and style our properties as well. Yes, because our properties are different as our bodies are different. And when we try and fit it into our homes, it doesn't feel right. Mm. I want them to know what feels right and what doesn't. This is fantastic. So you have a piece of furniture, could look beautiful in someone's home. And you're like, right, I want exactly that in my house. You know, mm. more than anybody, both of us in here, that, you know, it doesn't work like that. No. It has to, but it has, it's beautiful when that there's something behind that piece of furniture. It could be something just, something you bought really cheap for my kid, mm. but what have you done to it? Or what have you got yeah. someone else to do for it? Yeah. You know, for you to make that individual. And it's knowing how to do that, knowing how to explore from that Pinterest board that we all know about yes. and how to make that come to life for you. And it's it, we can have this Pinterest board, we can print it off and say, yeah, I love all these things, but how the hell? Translating into the real real world. And yes. that's what you help people do. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're being quite modest because you go even further. Your connections that you've got mm-hmm. in uh, Marrakesh and in Morocco are are quite phenomenal and I'm very envious of this because I'm a big fan if I go down uh, you know Chiswick High Road and I look in the gorgeous shops I'm I'm seeing influence I'm seeing hand-painted tiles I'm seeing hand-tufted rugs I'm seeing beautiful ornate brassware and a lot of this is still being manufactured the artisans are still in that locale aren't they amazing and you've got relationships with some of these and you'll introduce people to them yes they can just go there and it's not saying, oh, I want to just buy from them. You can do, and I can create that that connection with, with them so you can bring that back. So if, say, if you're an interior designer and you want to, to go and buy some tiles direct from source, we could do that. We can arrange that. Or I have people here if you want to do it here. But what the point of being there is being in that space, loving it, enjoying it, sketching, meditating, yoga, my background's yoga as well, just really releasing this kind of, I have to be a certain way, yeah. meeting like-minded women, going out to places where you can source, seeing beautiful architecture, museums, gardens, and that amalgamation of actual, we've been stuck in our homes for so long, We've even if we're, just move, if we're moving out more, we still have this kind of cage mentality that the internet is our only source of inspiration. That is the headline. The internet is not our only sport, source of inspiration. Real life is the best source of inspiration. Tactile. And being in an environment with all those other creative people. And I say creative, I'm using creative with a kind of a soft C there. I don't mean someone who has got letters after their name and lots of qualifications and has gone to the... I tried to think of a really fancy art school and my, my brain has frozen. I was going to say the Sorbonne, but is that a... I think that might be a good one. We'll have to ask our audience now. <laughs> Please, write in. Please write in if you... Uh, answers on a postcard. If you can think of a really fancy art school. Uh, 
Come on, Martin. Come on, Martin. Come on, Martin. Martin. Right. If you are a fellow of the R, right? There we go. Um, but what? Yeah. So creative is is the idea that you want to explore and you want to translate how you feel into something that's physical. Yes. So that's absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry, you might have heard that. You know, we're all creative, and and it's usually it's been nubbed at school. Ah, you know, when you can't draw a certain way mm. that the art teacher at the time. So no, I totally heartfelt believe we all are, whether we can draw or not. I love that. Yeah. I we love that. Are. And my te- my question is about three most important aspects. I think we've somehow covered like to the depth of the universe there. <laughs> um, so I am going to now go into something that's a little bit more um, practical mm-hmm. because we've got all excited and, and I know I'm kind of already sky scanner in about 10 minutes looking at flights um let's talk about budgeting mm. so what is your best piece of advice um in relation to budgeting uh, for your interior design services interior design fit out whether you're doing either one room or your whole house i normally have a template that i give to my clients and it's kind of a questionnaire to say okay what kind of things do you like and i give them roughly an idea of pictures and i think it's not just that part but for them to understand it's not just the furniture there's a design thing and i give them kind of a rough idea of what it would be but it's really it's the only way by even scanning the internet even though i say don't mm. but just say are you a high street kind of thing that's totally yeah. fine are you a mid level or whatever and then i kind of roughly give them a quick you know mood board and then with mm. prices and that kind of gives me an idea. Sometimes what they love, the furniture they love, it kind of gives me a rough idea of the, what the look they're trying to go for. Mm. And it's, it's quite a general thing. So that's very kind of basic. But I give them an idea that to pop on another 10% on mm. top of that, then there's obviously the construction, but it depends. You know, there's so yeah. many various things. It, um, but I, I pop a kind of a template roughly of that so they can get a feel for what they're roughly going to have to pay for um so there's no shocks yeah (laughs) what I love hearing from you there is is two things Mm -hmm. first of all is you weren't regimented about uh well here's a minimum price or it's going to be x percentage Mm -hmm. you said immediately that it could be high straight it could be Mm mid-range so what that says to me is that you recognize there is different price points mm-hmm. for and for different people's budget levels and the second part is of course that at the point that you've done the mood board so before they're committed to mm-hmm. anything you've given them an idea of what the overall project yes. is going to be so it's not this case of someone started you they've, they've bought a piece of furniture because you recommend it and now you're saying oh actually mm-hmm. that was only five percent of the total budget mm-hmm. Hard luck, you're going to have to find another 95% to do everything else that you no wanted. It's cool. planned, it's considered. And if it's not right for them, they yes. can they can pause. Yes. They can find a way of doing it slightly cheaper. or And the pause is that they can save up and do yes. it a little bit later. Yes, yeah, a two-way process. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about just giving them a design and a plan and saying, right, yes, we're going to do it. But it's actually we're working together. It's a team. It, it benefits me that they're happy. Yes, and that's fantastic. the key thing. Is, yeah. is we both have to be happy through this. And sometimes it isn't, you know, you can, but it's how to make it work. No shocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, of course, ties in fundamentally with what we're always talking about here at Designing Happiness, which is design it, buy it, 
build it. Mm-hmm. So you're the master of the design stage and you don't go into the buying it stage mm-hmm. until you know exactly what you're going to be designing, exactly what it's going to come to. Can you afford it? Is it right for you mm-hmm. personally? Is it right for you? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you driven by the right motivators? Mm-hmm. Are you accepting of what the work is going to be in terms of disruption, people coming into your homes? Mm-hmm. So in actual fact, there's an investment in, in buying your services or, or accessing the space that you've created. Mm-hmm. But that's negligible compared to the actual budget. Absolutely. And they don't have to go into spending or committing that. You're not going to hold their hand over the flame and say, mm-hmm. no, nope, hard luck. <laughs> that's it. You've worked with me. Give me yeah, 100 Give grand's worth of, of uh, materials that we oh, need to that's purchase. Some, that's beautifully summarised that. Yeah. That's, de- that's definitely the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the feeling. Fantastic. <gasps> so to get the best finish and function, and importantly to get delivery of the project on time, which is very important. Mm-hmm. At what stage in the project should people engage and reach out to you as an interior designer? So let's say they're doing some significant work, uh, let's say an extension, for example. So they have got builders, they have got contractors in. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps they've even got an architect and they have gone through planning. Mm-hmm. When should they be talking to you? I always suggest that as early as possible. I and mean, it's just like, the lighting, people people assume, oh, when, when I'm having trouble, then bring, oh, yes, I'll do it somewhere. Let's fit some plugs in and things. No, it just, you're just working backwards from the beginning. And even if it means it, a couple of hours to chat, to talk the process through, how are they feeling through this process? What is worrying them? I mean, yes, you can talk to your builder by all means, but they... As we all know, there's a, there's only a limited amount. Well, he wants to get the job done. He wants to get it in the time. Mm. He wants to get it in the budget. It's all of that going on. All those things, I'm there. I'm just like somebody holding your hand, getting you through the process, having been through it so many times myself. Um, I can take you through that. It's your mindset. All these things need to be in place before you begin yeah. the project. And what it sounds as well, the, the wonderful thing about doing it early, of course, I absolutely agree with you. Everything needs to be planned and defined before you go into the process of buying the materials and ultimately building it. Yes, and you're absolutely right. The builder should always turn around and say, this should have been planned and bought. Why am I at the building stage doing yes. design work? That's the first stage. Yes. But what I liked about that as well is that, that the whole the mindset if you haven't done the legwork, if you haven't thought about, well, where are my sockets going to be? Mm-hmm. And therefore, how many sockets am I going to need? And what's the budget that I need to buy all those sockets, as an example? Mm-hmm. You're carrying that worry around with you, yeah. which all comes back to the wellness and how it makes you feel. Is That, that worry is completely unnecessary mm-hmm. because it is a half an hour conversation, or maybe a two hour conversation. It's a slightly more complicated mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. Um, where after that you go, it's done. Yes, We can draw it. It's defined, we can specify it, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to worry about that. And even if two weeks later you suddenly go, oh, my, I completely forgot. Yeah. I really, really need to have a speaker in this location. It requires another socket. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, that change can so. be managed. Yes. But it's not panicking and doing all of it at the last minute. No. I mean, how many times? I mean, even in, in our profession, have we been told, I need that yesterday. Mm. I need to know the bath. I wonder what bath are you taking yes. now? But if they know in advance that it's going to be roughly around this time, we need to decide all these things before we even start. Even the, the relationship between your builder and the, in the, uh, the, the client is eased. Oh, it's so much easier. And he doesn't need to get all agitated that his money's going to be... Because he's got his own things going on. He wants to get the next thing going, you know, which we forget. And then we get really annoyed. And then he leaves things... At least you know, because we know them. Well, 
you know the builder's mind more than I ever will, but <laughs> I'll start sitting them and start doing some on with them and then they'll be chilled out, but I love it. This is next level. This is next level. I love the idea. It's 8 a.m. It's the start of the site. You always do a start right mm-hmm. when you start your build on your building site before you start to make sure that you're safe. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to see them do a yoga class yeah, with you. That's it. I'm going to introduce yeah. it. I'm going to think of a nice tier <laughs> one contractor. They'll be calm all through the day. Happiness will reduce, Smiling. reduce health and safety issues, <laughs> reduce errors, reduce damage. There you go. Thank God. Well, I'm you're going to be so busy. <laughs> With your interior design clients, your retreats that you do, and, and doing yoga work. every morning at 8am for a big building site. Happiness. Um, sign me up. We'll sign them up. So here at Designing Happiness, we love to achieve the impossible. Mm. So can you tell me, what was the best idea from a client that you were able to fulfil? Ooh, now that's a question. <laughs> um, as in, uh, creating a bit... Really, for me, it was a bespoke unit which seemed the impossible in the most tiniest of places. For me, I, impossible is never, it's always possible. I never see the impossible kind of thing um, happening, but it can give me a lot of grief. And it's always to throwing and going back, but it's finding the right people. And sometimes, sometimes even me, I, I think, God, if I had somebody who does the, like a professional bathroom person, mm. I have to let go sometimes and say, oh, I should have just given it to somebody like yourself mm. uh, who does this day in day out but luckily through the time that I've been doing I have people that I work with and they want to make things possible and yes. you find that energetically I believe all in that um, and I found the right person we made it bespoke at the price that we wanted at the budget um, and that it was a very tough task and it will take me longer but at the end of the day I want them satisfied um, and that's what it's about, right? Making sure the client's satisfied and it's a sense of achievement for me that being able to do something that seemed impossible and I had self-doubt about it too. I mean, if I, but um, yeah, it's just being really positive about it throughout it. It'll get done. We'll sort it out. And, and that's really nice to hear that, that pride that you have in your work because sometimes it is very difficult mm-hmm. and sometimes it is easy to use the word impossible mm-hmm. when actually what we mean is very difficult or very time consuming or unnecessarily long for the thing that you're going to get at the end Mm -hmm. but actually it's not your house it's theirs and it's if it's what they want yes we can do it we want to deliver it for them yeah so it's impossible impossible for me is sky hooks you know (laughs) if i can't find a structural engineer who can find a way of doing it (laughs) nothing is impossible I love that. Feel free, feel free to test me on that in the future. You can call me up and say, Abby, Mind tell you. me anything about impossible. Now I know where you are, I'm going to pop by. Yeah. Um, finally, and I love this because you've just been using the word positive and it, it, it's exactly how what I've said in the question. What's the most positive and valuable lesson clients have learnt from working with you? That I'm on their side when things get confusing or difficult at times, which they can be always on their side and take their side um, and work through with the builder or the supplier um, and that we can get this through because I think that's so important. It's a very personal thing that we're doing. It's our home, um, it's their home and I know how it feels and that's why I'm always constantly changing things in my house here and there so I can be in the place 
because it's really easy to just leave your own home and think, okay, oh, this is too, I might as well get somebody else to do it. But unless I do in trial and error, I don't know that feeling. Um, I recently had builders in and it was, it was a nightmare having them sand things down. And it's good to remind yourself of that because sometimes yeah. we all, I think, I mean, you've had children I've not, so this is a bit of a dicey example that I'm using. <laughs> but as I understand, yeah. the process of childbirth is challenging, mm. but after the event, you kind of forget that. You do indeed. Having building work, as I understand, is like that. Well, I understand building work. But we do, we, we forget, we forget how much dust there is. It sits in the atmosphere, mm. and three months later, you're still wiping plaster dust off Absolutely. every surface that there is. Mm-hmm. And then you get a bit rose-tinted about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it was fab. So it is quite good that yes, you're continually it. doing it and going, I remember. Yes. But it's worth it. It's, it's it is, the message is it's worth it. Managing expectations of what it's going to be like, having empathy mm-hmm. and understanding, but but holding people's hand through the process, which yes, is what you said. I yes. love that. No, definitely. That I is really love that. Key. And seeing their faces light up mm. when there's either ideas that you've suggested or that they feel just a bit more relieved that somebody's got their back, you know, yeah. um, because sometimes you can have that you know that with the builder he doesn't understand you or there's some communication mm. issue or there's language sometimes mm-hmm. even yeah uh, and i think just a smile and something you know even with the builder you, you work it out or you give them a frown <laughs> and do it exactly yes yeah, so it's, it's really it's just reassuring i think for your client to know that we we've got your back whatever and there's enough going on one in their work in their life or their mm. families and then choosing paint and lights it's just like what? Yeah, that should be easy. But the shades of colour that can be, as you know, in the most simple, yeah. it's just paint in itself can change. And, and even, and, nice. and we were just talking about it a moment ago, even technically the right kind of paint. Yes. Paints are constantly changing. So a, an absolute go-to favourite brand that you might have used on a property 10 years ago, mm-hmm. now you come to no use that mentioned. same. And, it's, and, yes. and no names mentioned, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I would never allow sponsorship on this podcast from somewhere I didn't endorse the product, but I'm still... <laughs> You know, keeping myself out of court. Yes. Uh, I agree with that one. Is it slander? (laughs) Slander (laughs) is what we're we're in the realm of here. Um, But yeah, and that that, that product can technically change. It can not be the same quality. So you do need someone to constantly bounce off. Um, Also, what I really liked about that is it's just having someone that when you're in that moment and you're feeling frustrated and feeling like I don't know who I can turn to, the answer is I can turn to my professional team. I can speak to them. I can I can rant at them yes. and not the builder. Yes. And they can say, actually, you know what? This is normal. Mm-hmm. So that rant, feel free to get it out of your system. But frankly, what they're doing and the way they're doing it and the level of mess or noise or disruption, mm-hmm. that is the norm. It's not personal to you. No. They're not taking this piss out of you. It's this is the process. They're doing the job the best they can yes, as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they do need to have a little rap on the knuckles mm-hmm. and a reminder of the contract and the consequences of not adhering and being on time. That's and again, it. that's what we have to do. We're not always a smile, no. but sometimes with a forceful <laughs> sideways that's absolutely fantastic now i am really keen for people to know how they can find uh, more information about you um, and particularly about your retreats because i think you're going to be running those soon yes the next one's in october so that's and there's one in november as well but the one there's one in october that we have a few places and you can contact me on Instagram is the best place. You can, uh, if you're not on Instagram, then I'll give you details of my email address. Or we'll put that all in the show notes yes. after. But and what's your Instagram handle? At Urban Retreats 
11 retreat interiors. Sorry, I just said that again. <laughs> I want to be on a retreat. <laughs> Lots of retreats. At urban retreat interiors. Yes, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Well, I tell you what, I get, get in there quickly because I want to be, I'm going to take one of these places. Um, genuinely, oh, every day is a school day. And I just, I know I've got so much to learn. And the idea of actually being surrounded by creatives and taking that space and oh my god it's to be in a Riyadh and I've never been to the Yves Saint Laurent museum oh that's so, a must oh, that's definitely a must so guys there <laughs> we go that mind. alone it will <laughs> blow my mind my poor husband I oh. promise him I regularly promise him that I won't do more building work in the house <laughs> Jenny, I have to say to him, we have to have like an embargo. As you say, you constantly so you change. <laughs> no, there's always, there's always a project in me. Of course. Um, of course. So that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it's really easy to get to. That's what I love. And you can be in a totally different, magical place. So thank you. Yes. Sophia, thank you so much for coming on the Designing Happiness podcast. You've been fabulous. It's been a blast. I mean, I can attest to this. I work with some utterly fabulous professionals and some very dry and serious ones that's definitely not going to be me you're you're in the former category but you know what i love about that is it can get a bit dry and a bit boring when you're talking Mm -hmm. when you're talking about the the color of grout and you know exactly the the size of the splashback sometimes those things can be a bit technical and it's nice to have a bit of a giggle and a laugh about it with someone who also is technically minded who can help you with that so i've just loved chatting to you like for more information on today's show, any links that we've mentioned or to listen to other episodes, please see the podcast page on my website, which is abigailhall.design. Follow us on Instagram at the Queen of Construction, and please subscribe and rate this podcast as it helps other homeowners learn how to design their happiness. Thank you for listening. I've been Abigail Hall, and this has been the Designing Happiness Podcast. Monkey Pants Productions Podcast.